Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Need your Minnesota United soccer fix? We've got it for you here. It's Loon Talk on Score North. Welcome in, Loons fans, to another edition of Loon Talk. Jonathan Harrison, you're joined once again by my trusty co-hosts, Dan Terrar and AJ Fredrickson. Boys, uh, I, I know most people don't like this weather. I love this weather, rainy, 60 degrees. This is perfect because I'm too fat to deal with the 90-degree heat what? that we've had for the last, like, 10 weeks. So this is great weather for me. What's wrong with you? Uh, That's just weird. No, we'll no, get right. enough. We'll get enough cool weather. Just enjoy the heat while it's around. It's short-lived. There's no such such thing as enjoying 98 degrees and like 100% humidity because there's only so so much clothes you can take off, Dan, before it just becomes unacceptable to go out in public. So it's like, nah, give me me cooler weather. Cooler better. All right. AJ seems concerned right. by the topic of our conversation to start off the show today. Well, uh, yeah, nudity. Let's, uh, yeah, let's, we'll have to agree to disagree on that one then. <laughs> All right, let's jump right back in, into what we're meant to talk about on this show, and that is your Minnesota United, a 1-1 draw this last weekend with San Jose. A bit of an interesting match there to talk about, boys. Uh, I don't really know where to start with this one because it, it – there were moments where this team felt like it was pretty good on the road. Once again, I mean, they get the early goal, get the pookie party started early. It felt like, but then uh, they let in a goal just what 12 minutes later. And then it was a battle from there on out. It was a, it was a very fun match, although it was late at night, but I think it was a very interesting match. Just uh, obviously disappointing to only come out of there with a point when you need as many points as possible down the stretch. Yeah, I, our, our tie, so often ties are disappointing. Either they're disappointing right when they happen because you should have won, or it was a really exciting match. It ends 1-1, and then a few days later you go, nah, this should have been a winner. Ties ties are always disappointing. So either either immediately or or later they they become disappointing. But yeah, you go out on the uh on the West Coast and you hope to get a uh, you know, a late night win and Meh. It, it's it's obviously a lot better than a loss, AJ. But um, this team needs some they need some wins here in the next uh, in in the not too distant future. Otherwise, this thing's going to get scary close to not making the playoffs. Yeah, um, a point on the road, I think, against this San Jose team is it's all right. Um, just at this stage of the season, given where their position is, I think a lot of supporters, including myself, are saying let's get the extra two there and pick up the win. I mean, they, it's not like they didn't have enough chances offensively at the same time. You could say that about San Jose. There was a couple saves that uh, Dane had to make in goal. That was just like, okay, 
he just saved, you know, at least a point for this club. So um, there was, there was, you know, goals to be had, I think on both sides. So it was a rather underwhelming one, one final, because I think it could have gotten to even a two, three final uh, with either side getting to that three, despite the, I think just under two expected goals on both sides. But um, am I satisfied with a single point to an extent, but, like I said, it comes back to where this team is at the stage of the season. It's, it's a very, you know, you, you, you knew you, you brought the coupon to get half off, but you probably could have got, you know, 75% <laughs> off. What? I love AJ's analogies on this show. They're are we, great. Are we doing, are we doing math? We're <laughs> yeah, asking you to do math <laughs> late at night, Dan. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think, I think it's a very interesting result in how things broke down. I, there's a couple key moments that I definitely want to talk about and kind of going in chronological order. Uh, that first goal from Pookie, the pass from Emmanuel Reynoso, where he's got a San Jose player hanging all over him, mm-hmm. and he's able to just ping a pass across the field right into the path of Pookie, who takes it down, has a nice first touch, and then just drills it right through the San Jose goalkeeper. That is the connection that we've wanted to see for weeks and weeks, and now it's, what, two goals in two games for Pookie, and he start. it seems like things are starting to click in that offense at least between Emmanuel Reynoso and Timo Puki, now bring back in Banghukle Hongwane at some point here. This offense could be pretty dangerous, but I really like seeing uh, Puki get on the score sheet now. Yeah, and you hope that he continues that the rest of the way. And not to mention on that goal, Reynoso had a guy pulling at his shirt, his shorts, his socks, and everything else, uh, trying to trying to follow him. And that's one thing about Emmanuel Reynoso we don't talk about. He is a tough little guy. He will fight through... When he's got the ball and someone wants to get it, he is extremely tough. Um, and, you know, obviously when he wants to go down, he goes down easy. But when he doesn't want to go down, he is tough. And uh, he fought off a tackle uh, to make that pass. So it's – I can't help but feel a little deja vu. Here we are talking about how this is it now where, where offense is clicking. And it, it's just – we're still scoring one goal, you know. and. Yeah, Pookie scored it, which is a good thing, but nobody else scored. And and so, I don't know. It, it just feels like we're still climbing this hill and, well, and we're running. We're, run, second. we're run, running out of time. Yeah. Hey, and by the way, we'll, we'll get to that one in a minute. But uh, yeah, that was that connection is exciting and I hope it continues. But man, it just seems like what we need, we need a couple of connections going. We need someone yeah. else to get going too. And Tajiri Shradi's playing well, but he's not going to score every match. And um, I don't know. I'm still not feeling the, uh, I'm not feeling this surge of goals coming yet. And I hope it is. And and there are signs. That's what you're saying is there's signs that they're starting to connect, but man, we're, we're running out of time. Yeah. I don't want to be this in. Cause I, I think I'm pretty optimistic for, since the signing was announced, like I'm, I think Timu Puki is at some point, whether it's going to be this coming week or final week of the season or something, he's going to just turn on. No, I uh, sorry, two weekends from now. Yeah. Um, he's going to turn it on. It's going to be a, you know, it's just you're you're going to have him as a guy that's okay. They're going to start one up because he's going to mm-hmm. score at some point in the match. That connection is great. I'm I'm glad we saw. Uh, it come to fruition there, and, and and I think the connection should stay strong. But like Dan said, I we need we need a little bit more. We can't just rely on that uh, those or that one connection, that one link up, because that's what I feel like this team has done with Reynoso here all of last season. 
Uh, it's like, okay, when's he going to do it? Like when he's going, he has to do it because he's the only one that can do it. Um, yeah. I don't want to rely on that. And I know they're missing Bonnie right now. Hopefully he gets back in the mix sooner than later because he was on a scorching hot tear up until that injury. But I, I think that uh, I I'm with Dan where it comes to, I want it to like, we got to figure it out because this isn't a, you signed him right before the season starts. And then you're, you're, you're also mixing in new tactics. So I'll give you a week or two to you signed him. You've had some time off here and granted, I know the league's cup stuff kind of made them continuously play, but for the sake of MLS league play, you had time off to figure these things out. And that's honestly when you probably should have worked out any kinks that there were so that when you do get back to league play, everything's off and running. We're still seeing a little bit of a speed bump here and there every night where it's, Okay, you know, he misses one just wide or like there's they're doing one too many passes in that uh, inside the box. You're an elite striker. You're the I think was it all time leading Finnish national goal, goal scorer on the men's side. Yep. Shoot. And, I, and he hasn't been afraid to. But like you should be shooting at will from wherever. Dude, I, I love that he has a little bit of an assist touch to him because we've seen some pretty passes to, to link up with Bongi. But Timo. Shoot, I'm not going to be mad about it. I don't think any supporters are going to be mad about it. I don't think Adrian Heath on the bench is going to be mad about it. Shoot the ball. You're going to score. Just keep shooting. Well, yeah, we saw it, and I'm going to obviously jump out of order here a little bit, but we saw his his scoring touch uh, later on in the match in the second half on a goal that was called off or was called back because of a handball Emmanuel, on Emmanuel Reynoso. We'll get to that in a second. But he gets a beautiful pass from Emmanuel Reynoso and just fires an absolute rocket right over the left shoulder on the near post of the goalkeeper. Goalkeeper stood no chance, even <clears> though he's what two, three feet away from him. There was no chance because that thing was humming from Timu Puki. As you said, AJ, just shoot and the ball's more likely to go in than not. I still think it feels like at times watching the team, they're still trying to figure out how to use him the best because during the Seattle match, they were trying to get him to do the holdup play and he's just getting bodied by Jackson Reagan, who had about an entire foot on him and like 30 extra pounds. So <clears throat> it just felt like there was, there's some struggles trying to figure out how to use him best in this offense with the pieces that they have. But uh, going back to the handball that was off the bicep, many fans are saying shoulder or whatnot. So it wasn't a handball. Your guys' thoughts a couple days later, still, uh, I know Dan and I, when we were on the broadcast, we agreed that at the time with, with the angles that we saw clears day handball that, yeah, it's disappointing, but, from the angles that we saw, it was a clear as day handball. Yeah. I saw a lot on uh, social media uh, about people still, and maybe they didn't see the angles we did. Um, but once we saw the proper angle, I mean, I'm not a doctor, but I know a shoulder from a bicep and it, it was definitely a, it was definitely a handball. And I mean, it was a great goal. It's too bad, but, um, and Minnesota didn't have a lot of pushback. I mean, I, Emmanuel Noso knows where it hit him. Right. Um, and he didn't, uh, he didn't have that much pushback after the call was changed. So, uh, the idea of VAR is to get it correct. And, and, and it's difficult sometimes, um, imagine being a referee before VAR, that would have been obviously a Minnesota goal. And then the teams would have watched it the next week and, and, uh, the next few days later watched film and would have saw that it was a handball. Then they would have been crabby and it would have ruined their whole week. So, uh, you got to get it right on the field and they did. And it's been, I think it's been better this year. I, I feel like, 
Uh, we aren't dealing with, you know, what is a handball like we were before and what is, you know, uh, so, you know, at the end of the day, they got it right. So that's what you want. Yeah, it stinks. And I think if they felt they had a better case or they felt it was the wrong call, they, you know, they're playing. They know exactly how important each point is at this stage of the year yep. for this team. Mm-hmm. If they felt that they were getting cheated out of a goal there, they're going to be up in arms. Franco probably be doing his hand thing on the, you know, it, it's, it, they know. Like, Mamma like, mia. He, he knows where it hit him. <clears throat> it's, it, yeah. <laughs> um, he knows where it hit him. So <laughs> it, it stinks in real time because, you know, fans want, want it to be a goal and you're trying to reason in your head with the bias of like, well, it, AJ's it wasn't talking. Shh. Don't interrupt AJ. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, it's, uh, it, it stinks a little, little bit of a buzzkill, but I, you know, this team, you know, I expect them to take that and be like, all right, let's now let's go back and let's earn it. And you know, the ball don't lie type of thing, even though it would have lied had they scored. you get what I'm saying, go out and earn the goal the right way. Not to continue the positive talk along here, but, uh, there was a couple other disappointing moments for the loons in the first half. I don't remember the exact order that it happened. It's a couple days ago and it was late at night when we were doing the call. Uh, but there was the what looked like a clear as day penalty on a couple of Minnesota defenders on Kate Cowell in the penalty box where it's Zarek Valentin just basically clotheslining a la Gunter in WWE, Kate Cowell, <laughs> and not allowing him through to the ball. <laughs> and the ref doesn't doesn't give the call. They go to VAR, they go to the monitor, still doesn't give it, which I'm still a little bit surprised about, but I guess I can I can understand that the ball was move or that Kate Cowell kicked the ball away a little bit ahead of him. And so there may be an argument there, but I don't know. I, that that one's a very questionable one. Very question or very disappointing defensive moment there. Also followed up or preceded by I don't remember the exact order. The balloons struggling to clear the ball out of their own box, leading to Kate Cowell's eventual goal in the 16th minute. Uh just it feels like that's kind of how teams score on the loons of late is Minnesota struggling to get the ball outside of their own box. They're struggling to clear the ball away and give their defense a break. And teams just get second, third, fourth, fifth opportunities at a goal. And they eventually strike through. I thought, uh, I thought Zarek was good. I thought they would get a penalty out of uh, Zarek's foul because it wasn't, it wasn't like, okay, he grabbed him. Oh, he did hit him in the face. I don't, I, the only thing I can think of is that VAR, they looked at it and they thought that Cowell was, was was taking a flop or wasn't making an effort to get to the ball. I don't know what it was, but uh, that was a little surprising. But the, yeah, both the last two draws, you know, you, you relied too much on Dane St. Clair to come up big. And um, that's what's scary about it. It's great that he made some huge saves in San Jose on Saturday night. That's wonderful. Some, some you know, highlight you know, film saves. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But you don't want that. That's not what you want. And, and, and that's scary. And that's why I think this team sometimes feels like it's, you know, one step forward, two steps back. And, and here we are again, trying, you know, fighting for our playoff lives and now going up against a pretty good team next. And, um, so it's just, it's just kind of staggering And this defense yet, yet, they seem like they have these issues yet here we are considered a pretty good defensive team and don't give up massive amounts of goals, uh, rarely give up, you know, crooked numbers and goals. And and yet there's always these moments. So I, I don't, I don't know what to make of that. And if it's communication or what it is inside the 18, but it seems like there's these little 
you know, it's not even so much you can p- take and say, oh, that was a bad pass. It was a bad mistake. It might have been a bad decision. It might have taken a, you know, a weird spin off their foot as they tried to clear the ball from the 18. But uh, I agree. There's these moments that come up and you go, what, what, what just happened there? And, and, you know, you go back and watch it and you still probably don't know, know what's going on. It's a love hate relationship that I have with the defense on this team because they can be like Dan just said, they have the talent to be, you know, consistently good. They're not allowing typically like I think for the most part, they're one or two and like two is like, okay, they're having a bad day is what they're conceding. But there's these times where they just, they just switch off. Almost. They bring the intensity level down for like five, 10, 15 minutes. And that seems to be the time when the other team scores. And it's, it's just, you know, they're in their own box and it's a less accurate pass than what you need, or it's you, you, you don't, you don't just win that one foot race to the ball in the corner and then they keep it in and you can't clear it up. It's, it's, it's frustrating because they have the talent there and we see it, I think on a weekly basis, it's not like they take full games off. It's just, small little bursts and that's when the other teams usually capitalize and it's just so frustrating because if they just and this is easy for me to say sitting here talking to you guys but if you just played the 90 minutes you're going to put yourself in a lot better position to pick up three points every single night because now you have i think when healthy at, at least two arguably three certified scorers that are like legitimate threats on the top side of things and you're talented on the back end just play the 90 minutes and you know it i'm not asking for last second dives and you're, you're you know I'm, I'm not asking to be virgil van dyke on the back end just don't switch off because you have more than enough talent um to where you're gonna be able to win games more if you just play that full uh start to end well after a five point week for the loons three games in seven days they get five points out of it two draws one win in the bunch, uh, they move now up to seventh place in the Western Conference. 36 points on the season. They are two points behind Vancouver for sixth, three points behind Houston for fifth, and then four points behind LAFC and Seattle for third and fourth. And then if you're doing more math upwards, five points behind Seattle for second. So uh, with a game in hand, and you will play that game in hand over a couple of those teams this weekend, uh, the Loons could climb up pretty high here in the coming days. So critical points coming down the stretch of the season for the loons. Uh, and once again, battling for their playoffs, playoff lives wouldn't have it any other way at this point in the season with how they've played uh, over the course of their history. So uh, we now go into a little bit of look across the league. Now we'll preview that game coming up this weekend in a little bit, but uh, plenty of action from this weekend, boys, uh, plenty of exciting games. I want to start off with the game that ended it all. Uh, LAFC won at home. Inter-Miami 3 on the road at LAFC. A bit of a surprising result considering LAFC are pretty decent at home. Inter-Miami had to travel across country. Messi playing his 20th game or something in Inter-Miami colors since joining them at the end of July. Uh, and they get they leave LAFC with all three points. And uh, I think that was the biggest result from the weekend for obvious reasons because it just means LA, LA or Inter-Miami are really incredibly good and they will compete with the top of this league as well. Yeah. I, I I'm not surprised uh, so much that Miami won, uh, but it was three one. And I, I just expected a, a tighter match. I think at least a couple of us mentioned that we thought it might end in a draw. 
<laughs> so, um, yeah, no, I'm a little surprised. I uh, watched uh, about 30 minutes of that one, and uh, it was, you know, it was, it was, there was never really, the match was never in doubt. So um, it's amazing the transformation of this club. What I think they have seven wins now um, in MLS play. And that doesn't count everything that they've done uh, with, you know, outside of with leagues cup and outside of it. But if they continue this run, this is just amazing. And should we be surprised? No, but yet it still is a little bit that, you know, one player, and I guess he's not just one player. He is the player uh, can, can do that to a club. It's, it's kind of incredible. Yeah, it just came out today. It was released the fine the 30 finalists for the upcoming Ballon d'Or award that's being announced in late October. When's the last time there was an active MLS player like <laughs> playing in an, an MLS side? And, I, and granted, I know he's only been here for a very short stint, but not only he's a finalist, I'm almost positive he's going to be like top 5, maybe top 3, if not win the whole thing. Um it's it, it's it's not just that he's one guy like you said dan it's he he's more than just the guy he is influencing uh all these other great players that have come over and you know inter miami have pulled some strings to make all that work so they it's not just him anymore he he does have somewhat of a supporting cast but he's also elevated the rest of his team so much too because i mean and I, I know they're not slated to play but hypothetically they're taking out Minnesota. You're going to have, I think two to three guys on the back line, probably at all times. Where's that little Argentinian? Where's, where's that number 10 walking around? Like it, he's just such a threat. It's like, it. I'm going to throw you into a pool, like an Olympic size swimming pool with a shark. You always have to know where it is because he, he's going to kill you if you, if you don't pay attention to him. So, um, when you do have him, you open up so much space for some of these other guys, similar and not, on the same scale, but to put it in Minnesota United terms, what Reynoso has done for maybe Bongi on, on the wing, like he he's been given more space because of the threat that Reynoso is. Um, Messi does that 10, 50, a hundred fold for a guy like Bobby Taylor. So um, it's, it's incredible how much he's done just to elevate this inner Miami side in such a, such a short turnaround. Um, I, I saw people joking when he first came over, like, Oh, he's gonna win the he's gonna win the uh, the golden boot for the MLS most goals. He's gonna lead. He, I mean, it's not out of that. Didn't write that down a couple weeks it's, ago. It's not uh, like I think everybody was like, okay, he's not actually going to like it. That's a funny joke, and he's probably gonna score a decent amount, but he's not going. He might. There's he's a legitimate well the chance, pace, but he's he not, has yeah, scored in a couple games now. So, but it's but yeah. I I wouldn't bat an eye if you you know a month from now you're like, hey, he's like five off the leader, but you know, um, so it's it's incredible. It's really incredible. Yeah. We're, we're witnessing greatness here. Inter-Miami, 25 points on the season. They are eight points out of the playoff spots, but they still have nine games left to play, and the season ends in a month. So they were they have a rough stretch here, <laughs> and they still have the U.S. Open Cup final to play as well. So they've got 10 games over <clears> the <throat> final month of the season heading into the playoffs, which are already a grueling stretch of games for any team. So if they do make the playoffs, if they do squeak in, they are going to be one of the most jet lagged, one of the most just tired teams in the entire tournament. So they may get there. I don't know how far they're going to go because they are going to put on some serious minutes over the next month's time. Uh, other results that stood out from the weekend, Seattle to Portland to once again, Seattle can't get it done at home. 
against Portland. Uh, even though Portland interim manager season hasn't been going right for them. Seattle, they sneak away with another draw despite, you know, not really producing that well. They get, they get two goals early on in the first, <laughs> first half, but then Portland come back. Evander hits a hell of a ball for the sec. I think the equalizing goal or the first goal for Portland in the second half, but, uh, Seattle struggling still once again, even though they're in second place in the Western Conference. <laughs> I was just going to say that struggling. I wish we were struggling in second place. Um, <laughs> yeah, and but that's what's been tough. We, you know, we we force ourselves with the predictor segment and uh, to look at these and try and decide who's going to win. It's almost become unpredictable. Uh, unreasonably unpredictable here down the stretch. And that includes when you go cross-conference, East Conference, West Conference. There's no, even at home, there's no guaranteed points or wins. I mean, look what, you know, LAFC, I'm sure they, you know, absolutely expected to get at least a point at home against Miami. Um, There's nothing. It's so unpredictable. I think it's even more so than, than other seasons. Oh, yeah, it should be an interesting stretch uh, for everybody. Uh, and so, yeah, the, the Western Conference kind of lays out St. Louis at the top, and they are well clear of everybody else. Uh, they have a game in hand on Seattle, who's behind them by six points, so they could stretch that out to a nine-point lead in first place. But then everybody else, it's very, very congested, as we said earlier on. Seattle, 41 points, and they're in second place. Dallas, ninth place, final play, final team in the playoffs in the Western Conference. 34 points. So it is a, what, seven-point gap between second and ninth. And then Austin sit on 33, Sporting Kansas City sit on 32, Portland on 30. So it's not – we say this every week, and it feels like we've been saying it forever. You could lose two and be out of the playoffs, or you could win two and be up in second place in the Western Conference. So Loons, as they go down the stretch, need every single point possible. And as we started last week uh, with now single-digit games left, eight games left in the season, Let's run through the schedule and predict these games quickly. We don't keep track of these, AJ. Uh, we just kind of just make these predictions and figure out if they'll win or lose. New England yeah. this weekend, plenty of guys will be out for the Loons. I don't remember how many players yet will be out for New England, who are one of the best teams in the league. They're in second place in the what in the Eastern Conference, which makes them probably <clears> first <throat> place in the Western Conference based on how many points they have. Uh, do the Loons pull off the win at home this Saturday? Dan? No. Oh, draw? Loss? What you got? I'm going to go for an optimis- an optimistic draw. Okay. That way, and I think I think against a team that good, I think I I think I'd take that. So. AJ? I uh I'm in the same boat, but I'm going to go with a pessimistic loss. <laughs> I think I think they're just missing too many guys here. Yeah. Um New England I think is too too good of a team to with the the holes that they're going to have this weekend. Uh, it's going to be an uphill battle the entire weekend. So yeah, I would love to be pleasantly surprised, but I don't think they even get a point. New England have been struggling on the road. They are three, five, and four on the road mm-hmm. this season, but they are still an incredibly good team. They're undefeated at home this year, which they are the only team remaining that is undefeated at home this season. But they also have the Bruce Arena thing hanging over their team right now as he's gone on administrative leave for something no one really knows what's going on there but it seems like things may be wrapping up there with that investigation no bruce arena right now but they're still pulling out results they still get the result at the weekend it is a 2-2 draw against austin at home uh but it's only been what two losses in the last at least 
12 games in the regular season. So it's a very tough New England side. I think I'm going to lean, lean with Dan. It is a very narrow draw for the Loons at home. They're just missing too many guys. I would almost lean towards a loss here for the Loons as well. And then they followed up a week later at home against Sporting Kansas City boys. This is an interesting one because of those two teams rivalry against each other. Sporting Kansas City, 11th place in the Western Conference, 32 points. They are 1-6-6 six six on the road this season. Win, loss, draw. Win. Yeah, this, this this has to be three points, so I have to, I'm have. i going to say win. Yep, I'm right with you. A win there. Then they go on the road a couple days later to the LA Galaxy, sitting 13th place in the Western Conference, 29 points, 4-4-3 four, four, and three at home, but they're looking a lot better of late. Win, loss, draw on the road at the Galaxy. I don't remember what I gave for this one last week. Um, no idea. <laughs> I don't either, but I feel like they'll come off that uh, that win over Sporting Kansas City, and I think they'll be able to continue against a team that hopefully is is starting to pack it in. So I'm going to go win again. I think it's going to be a win, and I think it's going to be like an overwhelming, we're going to come back that uh, next game when they host St. Louis and be like, they need to carry this dominating fashion over. I think it's going to be a lopsided number. Okay. I'm I'm confident that they can w- get a win. I don't think it'll be a lopsided number. I don't think I'm that confident, but I like the the confidence and the optimism for this team heading into a stretch where they then come back home a couple days later and host St. Louis City, who will be looking for revenge after the Loons gave them their first loss at home. And it was one of their only losses at home this season. They've only lost three times at home this season, 10-3-1 at home, 5-7-1 on the road, but they are miles ahead of everybody else in the Western Conference. Do the Loons pull off a win-loss or draw against the newcomers this year at home uh, that couple Saturdays from now, Dan? (sighs) Struggle with this one. I did last time we picked two. I'm going to go win, and I think it's that three-game winning streak that they need to catapult themselves up. I think they're going to if they're going to win three in a row. I think it's I think that's the third one. They have to find a way to start winning at home, otherwise this thing is going to get, like I said, could get ugly before it's done. So I'm going to go win. Um, it's a quicker turnaround there. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to say draw, I think a very competitive draw, but it's going to be a draw. Yeah. I think I'm leaning towards draw here. Just St. Louis are really good. Uh, you got the win last time. St. Louis will be looking for revenge. That's a team that's looking at, at that point, presumably to lock up the top spot in the Western conference, or if not, uh, at least, uh, lock up a spot in the playoffs. They should be doing that pretty much any week now, I would imagine but they'll be looking to lock up their spot in seating in the playoffs at that point. I think the loons will pull off the draw in that one. Then they will stay home for a week and host San Jose looking to get all three points in that one. Instead of getting the one, one draw Dan win loss or draw against San Jose. San Jose uh, surprised me last week. So I don't know what to expect. I don't, I, I, I'm struggling to accept that they're good. Fair. I just am. I don't know why. I just I, I look at their lineup and I just I don't see it. So um, I don't think the Minnesota can win four straight. So I think that one ends in a draw. All right. I say I say win. It's going to be late September. Mm-hmm. The San Jose boys are going to come here in a, just a <laughs> chilly Minnesota autumn, and I think they're going to you know I think they're going to they're going to look a little stiff at Allianz Field. So I, I say that's a win. I say the Loons keep their three-match unbeaten run, or their, at that point, three-match unbeaten run alive. They make it four and get a win at home against San Jose. 
They will <clears> take <throat> that on the road a couple days after that. Face LAFC on the road at BMO Stadium or whatever it's called now <laughs> uh, in the place that Messi just went in and won. LAFC 8-3-3 three, and three at home this season, up on 40 points in third place. Loons win-loss draw on the road at LAFC. They got a draw earlier this season just for League's Cup started. Dan's taking Lost. this time. I think they lose that one. All right. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. It's gonna it's yeah. tough. I think I gave them a pretty good stint of I think I gave <laughs> them an unbeaten run here, but um yeah, I think that's a uh, I think that's a loss. Yeah, I'm kind of feeling that one too with that one a late season loss to uh kind of kick everybody back into gear and get their nerves rattled again just going into the final two games of the season where they will host LA Galaxy in the home finale. Uh win loss or draw for that one. That'll be a must-win game, and I think they will. All right. I agree. That's that's what I was going to say. They're going to be scraping for points at that point. They're going to have to win. They're going to need three. Um, at home, I think they can do it. All right. Then I, I think I'm with you. LA Galaxy on the road that late in the season. They'll probably already be eliminated from playoff contention. Uh, I think that'll be a win for the Loons to close out their home schedule this season. Then decision day, boys. The House of Horrors. The Blue Hell. Sporting Kansas City for the third time this season. For some reason, we have to play them three times in a season. Can the Loons pull off their first regular season win in Sporting Kansas City on decision day with playoff spots on the line? This has, looking at, you know, Sporting Kansas City being just a couple of points behind us right now, that has the potential to literally be a playoff game. I mean, it could be win, uh, you know, win, you're in, lose, you're out. it's hard to pick that knowing that they've never won a regular season match there, but we've won there and played well there. So if it's going to come down to making the playoffs or maybe jumping up high enough to possibly get a, a better seed, I think they can win there. Um, Cause it's not going to be a fee. It's not going to feel like a regular season match. It's decision day. One or both those teams, their season could be on the line. It's going to be a playoff feel. I think they can win there. That it, <laughs> I don't know. I don't understand why we have so much trouble winning there, but I think that they can put that regular season drought to to rest the end of the season. All right. I'm on the other side of things. I think I think Minnesota will be they'll be playing for like seeding. I think they'll probably be in a playoff spot and I don't think it'll be like a do or die situation, but it'll be you're going to benefit by getting points. I think uh Sporting KC, however, it's going to be a win and you're in the playoffs type of thing. Um, I think they're going to be like in a spot where they have to get points or their season's over. I think that's a win for, for them. So unfortunately I'm going to pick Minnesota to lose that one. I think the loons pull off a draw. I just, until they can do it in the regular season until they can just not lose four nil at sporting (laughs) Kansas city during the regular season, I will always pick them to not win. At least they can pull off a draw. And I think that's what they'll do at the final game of the season. I think they're in the playoffs by that time. So I don't think it, exactly matters too much for minnesota this is the story of the one as a maintenance engineer he hears things differently to the untrained ear everything on his shop floor might sound fine but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping so he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand and he knows granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done which is music to his ears call click or just stop by granger for the ones who get it done. So that is our 
That is one of our predictor segments. Our other one, we actually keep track of the results. Dan, how about you uh, let the listeners know how the predictor works? Yep, predictor, we take three matches, including the upcoming Minnesota United match. You pick a winner or a draw. You get that correct, you get a point. You get the score exactly correct. You get a bonus point. That hardly ever happens. Um, yeah, where are we at? How, who's leading the pack? Well, we've got a tie at the top. Nice. Because AJ, as you said, Dan, uh, the correct score rarely ever happens. AJ's done it for a fourth time this season. What? Well done, AJ. Uh, A couple weeks ago, he predicted LAFC Colorado 4-0. That game was originally postponed due to the hurricane that happened. uh, And it took place a couple days later. And LAFC just ran roughshod over Colorado in a 4-0 route. That's what AJ predicted. So he gets two points there. He also did predict Portland, Vancouver, a 2-1 win for Vancouver a couple weeks ago. It was a 3-2 win for Vancouver, so he gets one point there. He also did predict 3-1 Columbus over Toronto, and it ended up being 2-0 Columbus. So he gets four points on the week to boost him up to 28 points. Wow. I get three points on the week to boost me up to 28 points. After I predicted a 4-0 Philadelphia win over D.C., it was 3-1 Philadelphia. I predicted 2-1 Miami. It, over New York Rebels, it was 2-0 Miami. That was a couple weeks ago. Then last week, I predicted 4-0 Real Salt Lake over Colorado. It was 2-0 Real Salt Lake. So I get three points there to boost me up to 28 points. Dan, you only got one point. As you said before the show, I feel like I've done pretty bad this week in predictor. Yes, Dan. Yes, you have. Uh, as we've got two weeks of results springing in, you only got one point out of your six games that you predicted. It was that LAFC Colorado game. You predicted 3-0. It was 4-0. So you get a point there. Every other result you got wrong there. So you're on 24 points. AJ and myself are on 28 points. So since I had the lead before, I will take the first swing at this. We'll stick with the MLS games on a whole lot of them to predict this upcoming week due to the international break. But there is still enough to predict and predict a Minnesota game. So I'll start off with that Minnesota-New England one. I'm going a 2-2 draw between those two teams. All right. uh, AJ, you're up. Um, I... I, I already said this earlier when we were kind of running through the fake predictor, if that makes sense. Um, I think just too many missing pieces for Minnesota this weekend. I'm going to go New England two, Minnesota one. All right. I'll go a one one draw. Okay. So since we're doing snake order still from a couple weeks ago, now that all three of us are here, Dan, you get to go again. Okay. Uh, LAFC two, Portland one. All right. AJ. Uh, St. Louis City 3, LA Galaxy 1. I had the St. Louis City, LA Galaxy game as well. I just don't believe in LA Galaxy, even though they have been playing better of late. Uh, I think it's 3-0 St. Louis City on the road. And then for my final game, come on. uh, I will go LAFC Portland as well on that one. I think LAFC take a 2-0 win at Portland and get the 2-0 win there. So uh, AJ, your final one. My final one. I'm going a little rogue here, if that's all right. All right. Um, I am banking on us not recording before next Tuesday. Okay. If, I I won't be here You're... if if we do because I'm gonna be attending the U.S. Men's National Team. Oh, look um, at you! At Big Holland, shot. Taking oh. on Oman. Okay. So well, I guess we're recording on Tuesday then. Okay. <laughs> U.S. Men's National Team four Oman zero. Oman. Oh man. Oh man. Oh man. Uh, and your final one. I also picked the St. Louis LA galaxy match. Now you said three nil, Jonathan. Yep. 
That's what I had one. written down. And what and what you said three one. I'll have to go two nil then. I guess that's what I'm okay. left with. So it wasn't my first pick, but I'll go with that. So all right. Then the final prediction segment of the week is write that down, where we each make three soccer related predictions every week. One of them has to be Minnesota United related. They don't necessarily have to be scoreline related, though. <clears throat> we'll keep track of the predict- correct predictions throughout the year. We'll call them goals. The person with the most goals at the end of the year wins the coveted golden boot. Coming into this week, AJ led on. Uh, I don't even remember because I have uh, updated the scores now. So we'll just do the we'll do the uh, accountability session, starting left to right on my spreadsheet here. Two things coming off the board in the negative column for me. I said Erling Holland a couple weeks ago will score at least two goals against Sheffield. He only scored one, so I don't get a point there. Felt like that was an easy tap in, but I guess not. Then I said <laughs> by the time of the New England game, the Loons will be in the top three. They are not, so no. Oh point there for me dan you had one thing come off the board it was in the correct column you said earlier this season back in may that cincinnati will be the first team in mls to clinch a playoff spot they did that before last week so you get a point there congratulations sir you are on 21 points now aj you had a couple things coming off the board you had three things one in the good column two in the bad we'll start off with the bad you said minnesota united will be in the top six following this weekend that was two weeks ago when you recorded they were not so you don't get a point there you also said Gift Orban will make a move to the Premier League side before the close of the transfer window. That did not happen. He is still in Belgium, so no point there. Uh, you did say, though, that Dane St. Clair will record a clean sheet in two of his next five league matches, and he's got three in the next five since we since you made that prediction, so you get a point there. You're on 23 points. You lead us on 23. Dan's on 21, and I am still stuck in the single digits on eight. So, Yikes. Uh, AJ, hmm. you get to start us off. During this international break, write this down. Falaren Balogun will record a hat trick from the U.S. men's national team. All right. Wow. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go to Minnesota and New England. Uh, They will get a goal from one of their starting midfielders, which lately has been Trapp or Greg Oosh, but it could be somebody else. Starting midfielder will score. Write that down. All right. Uh, We'll do snake order with this one, too, so. Just look around. I'll do two in here in a row. Uh, Write this down. Two games for the U.S. in this upcoming break. Two clean sheets for them. Write that down. And then my second prediction for the week. Write this down. Bonghukle Hlongwane will score against New England this weekend. Oh, do we know? Okay, well, I'm. I don't know if he's playing or not. I'm just okay. I'm going with that. Are you breaking news? I am not. Okay, well, I don't know if he's. But if someone's going to score, it's going to be him or Reynoso. There's really not any other options. Oh, I had, <laughs> I have a similar prediction, but I worded mine much better than you did. Bongi, when he returns, will score a goal his first match. All right, I like it. AJ, two for you now. Two for me. Um, this weekend, you just said that there's only two guys that can score for Minnesota. <laughs> I say not so fast. Hold your horses. Uh-oh. This weekend, Hassani Dotson will find the Dane back. Dane St. Clair gets on the score sheet. Banger. <laughs> <laughs> Write this down. Hassani, Hassani Dotson scores for Minnesota. Okay. And um, I we, got your Golazzo hanging out there, by the way. Yes. Oh, I, yeah. Put that away. I was I was just about to ask that. <laughs> um, here's my Golazzo. All right. Sort of sort of what Dan is saying. In his first game back starting, Von Hukle Longwane will score a hat trick. Oh man, I love it. <laughs> I love it. Uh, All right, and your final one of the week. Okay. Um, 
Minnesota, what do we got? One, we got eight matches left. Is that correct? Is my math right? Yeah. yeah. Eight matches left. <clears throat> Minnesota will score 10 or less goals in those eight matches. That's no write fun. that down. That's no fun. All right, write this down. Uh, it is a dead heat for team for the team leader in goal scoring between uh, Banghukle Hongwana and Emmanuel Reynoso. Write this down. Both those guys get double-digit goals by the end of the season. Ooh, yeah, a little work to do. Yep. Well, then, Four goals if, that, to them. if that comes true, my goal, mine will not. My last one Yours will, will not, be precarious. So. <laughs> Hang on by the edge there. <laughs> All right, that's been Write That Down. That's been The Predictor, and that has been Loon Talk for the week. Uh, boys, we will talk to you Saturday. Minnesota United hosting the New England Revolution, 7 p.m. pre-match show, 7.30 p.m. kickoff, 1500 ESPN, AM 1500 ESPN on the radio dial, 1500 ESPN.com, and the Score North mobile app with Dan Terra and myself on the call for that one. Uh, boys, we'll talk to you then, and we'll be right back here at some point next week uh, to rehash what's happened for the Loons in the previous week. Talk Can't wait. See you. See you, boys. Yep, see you.